Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny Hampton, coming to you with another exciting message. I want y'all to get ready for this because I'm really excited about this message. I'm getting ready to start a series on David. And the title of the series is going to be A Man After My Own Heart, David. But before we get into David, we need to find out what does the Bible say about a king at all over Israel? Because at this time, there was no king. The prophet represented God on earth. He heard from God and he gave the word to the people. So I want to just get you excited because I'm very excited, you know. Uh, I'm very excited about this message because this message is uh, it's going to be a good one. Because we're going to deal with some things and understand that God always has a plan before anything happens. I want you to be excited. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what's on your heart and mind, but I want to let you know. Whatever is on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you in your hour and time of need. But I want to get into this. We're going to talk about David. And what it is about David. Now we not we ain't we ain't gonna touch on David today, but I'm laying the groundwork so that we can understand the reason why David is a man after God's own heart. In other words, because why did God say that? And Israel did have a king. They had a king by the name of Saul. But guess what? He wasn't God's choice. He was the people's choice. I'm gonna prove it to you, and I'm going to lay down the groundwork. Well, I hope that you had a good day today. Uh, my day has been, how can I say it? It's been a, a peaceful day. In other words, uh, didn't do nothing exciting. Uh, no news. Sometimes it's good news. No bad news. No news is good news, in other words. so. But I have been dwelling on, dealing with David because God and the Holy Spirit told me I need to talk to you about David. A man after God's own heart. Because I want you to be a person after God's own heart. And I want you to get all that God has for you in life. And, you know, uh, I know that we're living in the COVID uh, time where the epidemic is, uh, pandemic is, it seems to be that it's never gone away. And we're coming up on close to a year that this has been going on. Started in March, it's still here. We're getting ready to go into 2021. And what is the outcome? But I want to let you know, you have a guy who sits high and looks low. So like I said, I'm very excited to talk, talk to you about this. A man after my own heart. In other words, David. This person, God is going to literally raise up to be king over Israel. His chosen people. And I hope that you know that if you are feeling discouraged today and that you're feeling alone, that you're not alone. God loves you. I love you. And I'm praying for you. And like I always say, if you have any prayer requests, please send them out so that I can stand in agreement with you and pray with you. I told you I was building a prayer band. Uh, so I want you to know that 
I will be standing with you in your affliction. The Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So I'm going to be there not just in the good times. I'm going to be there in the bad times with you. And I'm believing that God has something great in store for you. That he's going to take all the carries and concerns that you have on your heart, he's going to take them off. And he's going to give you a level of peace. You know, uh, life sometimes throw you a curveball. And then you have to regroup, you know, about your life. You have to make changes, you know, in other words. Things that you hope for, things that you wanted to happen, sometimes it just doesn't happen. In other words, you know, it can be God's will or it can be something that you've done to make it counsel out or it can just be any, a variety of things. But sometimes we just don't get what we want at the end of the day. But I don't want you to be discouraged. I want you to know sometimes when those things happen, it's because maybe God don't want you to have it. Because remember, we have to understand this. God says he desires to give you the desires of your heart. And so, uh, and I know that's, uh, uh, it's easy to say. Because I know I've been desiring some things. I know you probably desire some things and they haven't came that way yet. Don't mean that they won't come. But I want to let you know that God said he would give you the desires of your heart. That's what his word says. In other words, that you know. So I'm believing with you today. That whatever desire that you have in your heart, I want you to trust God. But also, when I pray, I'm going to say a special prayer about broken relationships. Because you know, sometimes uh, we don't know when to to let that let it go. I'm talking about, it. and it's all right. You know, sometimes it just ain't going to work. But before we start today, I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, and we're going to be uh, looking at Deuteronomy chapter 17. We'll be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 8. We're going to see why David is a man after God's own heart and the reason why he was chosen to be king. So I hope that you're excited. But before we get started, let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Father, for this, this podcast. I thank you that we are not alone, Father. Whatever's on our heart and mind is on your heart and mind, Father. I just stand with the people, Father, that you would bless them, that you would protect them, that you would give them peace, Father. I pray for the people who have broken relationships, Father, that fell apart, that they hoped that they would have lasted and worked, but they didn't, Father. Actually, give those people peace with that, Father. And I pray, Father, if there was a restoration, that you would restore it, Father. But if it's not your will, we understand, Father. I pray, Father, for the homeless today. I pray, Father, for the widows, the orphans, the people incarcerated, Father. I pray for all the hurt, Father, that's in the world, Father. I pray, Father, that you will restore families back home, Father. I pray, Father, that during this COVID uh, pandemic, that you will provide jobs for people, that you will help them meet their bills and do all kind of wonderful things for the Father, because we're in the last month. We're in a season where people are looking for gifts and things like that, because it's the holiday season, Father. It's Christmas coming up, Father. And we know that Jesus... Uh, we should be celebrating Christ, but Father, but we do celebrate our rendition of giving gifts to one another, Father. I pray, Father, that the parents who can't provide for their children will be able to provide for them. I pray, Father, for that person who just is alone, truly alone, don't have no family on the earth. I pray, Father, that maybe a friend or a co-worker or maybe a community group or a church group reach out to help them, Father. I pray, Father, for the people that are struggling in the hospital right now. 
I pray for the children who are struggling with their schoolwork, that you would bless them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, amen. Now, before we dive into Saul, I want to share with you in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 14. See, God is a God of order. God has set all kind of orders, boundaries in place. Uh, he knows what we're thinking of before we even think about it. He knows what's best for us when we don't know what's best for us. So now in Deuteronomy chapter 17, reading from the New King James Version, verse 14. When you come to the land which the Lord your God is giving you, and possess it and dwell in it, and say, I will set a king over me like all the nations that are around me. You should surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God chooses. See what I mean? God said that he chose a man after his own heart. And you see, and that is right in verse 14, or actually verse 15. You should surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God has chosen. See, you have to be chosen by God. So now I'm going to share with you when we get into 1 Samuel chapter 8. We're going to see how the people wanted the king. And God is going to give them their desires because guess what? God is not a God. He's not trying to force you to love him. He's not trying to force you to uh, believe in him. God wants you to do whatever you do. He wants you to do free willing. He wants you to do it because this is what you want to do. The whole thing with the garden, with the apple, it was a choice. Do I want God or do I want the apple? And sometimes we have to be settled in our spirit that I want God more than I want the other thing. And that's hard because at the end of the day, because the flesh is craving at the same time. The flesh wants this. In other words, you know, the flesh wants that. In other words, do I give into the flesh or do I give into do I give it to God? You know, that's the struggle. But hopefully you'll find within yourself to find a reason to cling to God and not the object or the person. Don't let the lust fill your heart. Trust in God. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he should direct your path. But I want you to see that in verse 15, it says that God would choose a king for them. But we're going to find out in 1 Samuel chapter 8, that the people wanted something now. I need it now, God. See, you know, I don't know about you. How many people have prayer requests like that? God, I need it now. God, I want it now. God, I'm tired of waiting. God, where you at? I've been serving and praying and believing. That's the, what you call anxious. And the Bible says be anxious for nothing, but everything through prayer and supplication. And the peace of God. You know, in other words, so sometimes I know it's hard. I'm in that place. I've been in that place. Wanting God to do something. Needing God to do something. Wanting God to change the circumstance. But we had to wait on God. And so let's go back to verse 14. We're going to read 14 to 15 again. When you come to the land which the Lord your God has given you and possess it, and dwell in it and say, I will set a king over me like all the nations that are around me. You shall surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God has chosen. 
one from among your brethren, shall set as king over you. You may not set a foreigner over you who is not your brother, but he shall not multiply horses for himself, nor causes the people to return to Egypt to multiply horses for the Lord has said to you, you should not return that way again. Neither shall you multiply wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. Now you see, now I want to let you see this because you got to see this too, that God has an order for the king not to be a greedy person. And also, you know, people talk about multiple wives and, and it's things that you read in the Bible, but you see right here that God said this in verse 17, neither shall he multiply wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. See, when you become selfish, you uh, you want more. In other words, so now, when we read about these kings, it shows that they are fallible, that they make mistakes. Because at the end of the day, we see this written in Deuteronomy where God had told them that he didn't want them to be like the world. See, that's what the world wants. They want to look glitz and glamour for the world. One woman is enough for one man. All you men listening to me, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And for a second, I'm just going to be brief with this. If you're a man, understand this. You set the precedent when it comes to relationships with a woman. Make sure that you're living honorable. Make sure that you're not lying. Lying destroys relationships. Trust me. Trust God's word. Lean not to your own understanding. I don't want you to fail. I want you to succeed. Because as you see, God said that a man don't need to have multiple wives. So if you out there, young man, older man, and you got multiple women, quit it. Because it's not of God. That's just your flesh. You're just feeding your flesh. So I just want to share that with someone today so that they can see this in God's word and understand that God is ultimately in control. Now let's go on. Uh, also, it should be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priest, the Levites, and it shall be with him. He shall read it all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and be careful to observe the word of this law and these statutes that his heart may not be lifted above his brethren that he may not turn aside from the commandments to the right hand or the left hand and that he might prolong his days in his kingdom he and his children in the midst of Israel now I want you to see that you see somebody God laid out for the king. So when you read in the Bible and you read about these kings and they fell, did you see where they, where they fell at? Because I want you to understand. God told them they need to write it. In other words, he just didn't tell them to read it. He said they need to write it. In other words, see, sometimes I want you to know, if you really want to know scriptures, 
get you an index card, start writing them down and remember them. But what God was saying to the king, whoever's going to be the king, he's going to have to be a man of the word of God. So, hey, women, if you got a man in your life, make sure he's a man of the word of God. You can't give it to him. He got to get it. He got to get it on his own. Remember this. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I'm really excited about this because God has told me that I need to talk about these things. So I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it and let you know so that we can have victory in this life. That you will have victory. Your children have victory. I hope that y'all excited. I hope that the word of God just will fill your heart and mind. I hope that you get up and dance before God. But I want you to see that God had a plan to give Israel a king all the time. But the people got anxious. They couldn't wait. Because what they started doing, they started seeing what the world had. But what, the, what, the, what, the, what God was looking for was a man that he can choose at his own heart. Somebody who wasn't going to be greedy. Somebody who wasn't going to want all the wealth. Who wasn't going to make it be about himself. Because don't you know, when it comes to power, power creates envy, makes you boast, makes you want. But if you want to stay before God, remain humble. Remain humble. God says he will lift you up. Don't be prideful. But let's look at what God has said to the king and how the king should operate. Because you need to know this. I want you to have victory in your life. Also, it should be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book. God said write it himself because God wanted to become personal with him. And this is, he says this in, a, in the law, in a book. For the one before the priest, the Levites, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. See, this is why God, you know, we're going to talk about David, because God, David was a man to God's own heart. In other words, but God gave a blueprint for every king that would come. So, when you see judgment come, it's not because God, I mean, God, God cold, man. God did them wrong. No. God said this, that the man he sets on the throne should be a man of the word of God. So I'm excited, you know, just to share these things with you. And it says that what? He shouldn't multiply wives. So if you think that being a player is being cool, that's not, that's not cool in God's eyes. I just want to let y'all know that. One man, one woman. The word says, when a man leave his father and mother, he should cleave to his wife and they should be one flesh. That's, you know, that's it. That's Genesis. In other words, anything you do after that is you in your flesh. So now let's, uh, I'm excited. I'm, 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 we're about to get into 1 Samuel chapter 8 and see why these people wanted a king. Because it's not that they're not going to be warned. It's not that they're not going to, because uh, when Samuel talks to them, he's going to tell them some things that's going to be harsh. But I'm going to share something. When you, when you become stubborn, 
in the heart, you can't hear the truth. When you get stubborn, you can't hear the truth. In other words, sometimes the truth hurts. Can I get an amen? I know that because I've been told the truth and it hurts. So uh, now let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 8. Reading from the New King James Version, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You are not alone. Verse 1. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his son judge over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of the second was Abinadab. They were judges in Beersheba, but the sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside at the dishonest game, took bribes, and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old. Your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. You know, one thing about being a parent, you know, Samuel, the Bible says that God didn't let none of his words hit the ground. But, you know, he was a man of God. He was a father. And he, he made his sons, set them up over judge. You know, you figure like this, you know, that they had to have a good role model because look who their father was. Don't mean that just because you have children in the house that they're going to be just like you. So I just want you to understand that. So uh, his children, they did wrong, but we're going to see something that what Samuel did, that what Eli couldn't do, in other words. And we're going to see this. I'm going to, and I want you to know this. Now, also I want you to know what they're going to do is, it's going to seem like that they're coming at the Samuel. But really, they're coming at the God. Because I want you to understand, you got to understand this. Samuel represents God on the earth. God speaks to Samuel. So at, the, at this moment, Samuel thinks it's about him, but it's about God. And I'm going to prove it to you. So I want you, I want you to see this. Because Samuel is going to take it personal, but it's not meant to be personal. It was be, meant to be attacked on God. Remember I said God said he chose a man after his own heart. In Deuteronomy 17, I just showed you that God said he would choose someone to be king over them, someone who was not a foreigner, someone from his their people. God had a plan. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said it. Give us a king to judge over us. So Samuel, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people and all they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them according to all the works which they have done since the days that I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me and serve other gods. So they are doing to you also. Now, therefore, heed their voices. However, you should solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of a king who will reign over them. Woo-wee! Did you get excited about that? Now, God said, hey, Samuel, it's just not about you, man. It's about me. They've been doing this stuff since I brought them out of Egypt. They've been serving other gods. They've been doing all kinds of stuff. But they want a king. I'm going to give it to them. See, sometimes, you know, be careful what you ask for God. When God gives it to you, can you handle it? In other words, have you ever had a blessing that God gave you and you couldn't handle it? Amen. I can say amen. I had something. 
that was dear to my heart, that I cherished, but I didn't respect it. And because I didn't respect it, I didn't respect it, I lost it. Just want you to know that. Trust God, not your own self. Lean not to your own understanding. Because what these people are asking for is something that's going to be doomed down, that would make them, it's going to hurt them in the long run. So let's, let's go on. I, I, I want you to see it. You know, he said they've been doing this for a while. So now I'm, I'm going I'm to show you how, how good God is because God is going to give them an opportunity to back up out of what they're getting ready to do. It's up to them to recognize God said, tell them what they are asking for. And this is, I'm, I'm going to show you like this. Boy, if I had an opportunity to do things over again, I would do it. Because, you know, we learn. Hopefully you learn from your mistakes. Hopefully you don't make the same mistakes. Hopefully you decide, I don't need to do that. I got a better way to live. I can live for God and not myself. Verse 10, 1 Samuel chapter 8. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. And he said, this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and point them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousands, captains over his 50. He will set some to plow his grounds and reap his harvest, and some to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumes, cooks, and bakers, and he will take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your vintage, and give it to his officers and servants, and he would take male servants and female servants, your finest young men and your donkeys, and put them to his work. He would take a tenth of your sheep, and you will be his servant. And you will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourself. And the Lord would not hear you in that day. Man, would that make you say, man, I better change my mind. This don't sound too good, man. This sounds like a whole bunch of stuff. But let me tell you something. When you when people rebellious, they rebellious. They just don't, they just ain't gonna receive all this stuff that they said that he says. All this stuff that God has them to give them a warning about, they just ain't gonna listen. Because you know what? When you become stubborn, you become picked, you just can't hear. You know, uh, you can't hear the truth because you know, uh, you get your mind clogged. You know, in other words, I have said, oh, well, don't talk to me right now because I just can't hear you. And that's what, in other words, my head got clouded because guess what? I made it about myself. And it shouldn't have been about myself. I should have been humbled enough and say, okay, let me pray. Let me talk to God. God, give me an ability to listen. Let me not look at it lopsided. That's what I should have did, but guess what? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was too weak to do it. Because guess what? I forgot to depend upon God. 
See, when you forget to depend upon God, you make some stupid and wrong choices in life. Stop. Stop what you're doing and start depending upon God. Whatever's on your heart and matters on God's heart and man, and that he loves you and cares for you. Whatever you're doing, stop and listen to God. Trust God. That's what I want to let you know. Trust God and believe in God, and God will make things happen for you. Now, this is, yeah, I want you to know that. And then we're going to roll down to verse 19. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, no, but we will have a king over us that we also may be like all the nations that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And Samuel heard all the words that the people, and he repeated them in the hearing of the Lord. So the Lord said to Samuel, heed their voice and make them a king. That's really, that's, you know, that's, hey, that's it. That's what they told, that's what they told Samuel. Hey, man, we hear you saying all this stuff about how bad things are going to be, but we'd rather for it to go that way because guess what? See, they, they, they forgot that they were God's chosen people. Did you know that? That was the reason. They started looking around them, seeing how other places was. In other words, so they, they didn't want God over them. They wanted something that they can see. In other words, God is invisible. They wanted something that they can see. They didn't, they, they didn't realize how blessed they was. They have God himself watching over them and using a prophet, a man like Samuel, to tell them what to do from God. Samuel would never say anything of his own. Everything that Samuel said was related to God. I just want y'all to know that. Trust God. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your path. Okay, now, you see, we've been getting down because we've been like uh, talking about a lot of stuff. To, to, you know what I'm talking about? And now we're going to roll into First Samuel now because I want y'all to get there. I want y'all to see before, we, before I start diving into David, I want you to see that we know that God already had a plan to get him a king. Saul is not God's choice, so you know that. God said, you know, he would choose one, and David was God chosen. Okay, and let's go ahead. Uh, 1 Samuel, verse 9. There was a man of Benjamin, whose name was Kish, whose son Abel, and the son of Zero, the son of Biharat, the son of Apat, and the Benjamite a mighty man of power and he had a choice of he had a choice and a handsome son whose name was Saul there was not more handsome person that he among the children of Israel from his shoulder upwards he was taller than any other people Saul was bad did you hear it said he was handsome tall biggest man in Israel I want to let you know this so you know this. Looks can be deceiving. Be careful what you're looking at. Looks can be deceiving. Be careful what you're looking at. Don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in the image because guess what? The heart may not be right. That's for those who need to know that. 
Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Saul, please take one of the servants with you and arise and go to look for the donkeys. So he passed through the mountains of Ephraim, throughout the lands of Shalazah, but they did not find them. Then they passed through the lands of Shalem, and they were not there. Then he passed through the lands of the Benjamites, but they were not found. Them. When they came to the land of Zuc, Saul said to his servant who was with him, Come, let us return. Least my father cease caring about the donkeys and become worried about me. And he said to him, Look, there is a in this city a man, a man of God. He is, is an, honorable, an honorable man, and all that he says surely comes to pass. So let us go there, and perhaps he can show us the way that we should go. Then Saul, and his, Saul said to his servant, But look, if we go, we should bring the man of God. What do we have? See, I, I want to show you something. Because I, I want you to see this. When you go before God, you have to bring something. In other words, because he's looking for a word. He's not trying to bribe Samuel. It's called honor. In other words, honor the Lord with your substance. I want you to see that. Honor the Lord with your substance. Because this is what he's getting ready to do. Because he needs to know something. But he's going to find out something. But you know what? I'm going to stop right here because for the sake of time. Because I want you to hear part two. Uh, now we're dealing with Saul and we're going to find more about Saul as we go on. I want to thank you for listening to the show. I'm going to close out and pray. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you, Father, for being the head. I thank you, Father, for your word. I pray for the people that will listen to this podcast that you would bless them, Father. I thank you for giving me an opportunity to share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you that I love you praying for you, asking God to bless you and turn your circumstances around. And I pray that you have a good week. Thanks again for listening to the show. Bye-bye.